0: Hello and welcome to another lockdown edition of Order Order, Mail Plus Radio's politics podcast with me, Simon Walters, assistant editor of the Daily Mail,
1: and me, Amanda Plattel, Daily Mail columnist. Coming up. A leading pollster says the Dominic Cummings scandal has caused more public outrage than anything since the MPs expenses scandal.
2: In 2009, 20% of people said they trusted their MPs to tell the truth. We've seen in our poll that for Dominic Cummings, that's 17%. That that is the last one I can see in political terms of a scandal from Westminster as big as this. But Conservative
0: MP Andrew Bridgen praised his Cummings, and Bridgen warns Tory MPs calling for his head: "Be careful what you wish for."
3: If they can get rid of Cummings, uh, that will weaken the Prime Minister, that weakens Brexit.
0: Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google and Spotify, or leave us a review and email us at any time at orderorder at mailplus.co.uk. Okay,
1: Simon, before we get to the serious politics, um, I just wanted to let you know that I've been taking singing lessons the last couple of weeks
0: right okay is, is there any evidence that they've got anywhere or <laughs> you're
1: gonna get it later
0: right is there did you oh, get then. a money back did you get a money back
1: um... <laughs> i gotta tell you there. um this guy who's um who's he's doing it via zoom right and at the end of the first session he said are you really sure that you want to continue with this i said yes yes so i'm continuing la 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 So, Simon, you know Dominic Cummings. Um, What is the guy like? I mean, we read all these things about him. He seems to be incredibly divisive and incredibly scruffy, but incredibly brilliant.
0: What's Dominic like? Well, he's he's brilliant, very clever. He certainly has a mad streak. He actually laughs an awful lot. He looks terribly, terribly ferocious whenever you see him on TV and very angry all the time. But actually, he's very, he's very entertaining in company. And like quite a few political journalists, I've got to know him. He's had senior backroom roles. So occasionally, you go to these people and try and tease out information from them. And um, I met up with Dominic, actually, last summer, not long after he'd got into Downing Street. And I arranged to go and see him in Downing Street. And it was quite an eventful meeting. Because I was in this room waiting for him, he was late, he rolled in, looking scruffy as ever, and it looked slightly bizarre in Downing Street to see him dressed like that when everyone else is so smart. And we were chatting about, you know, what's it like being in Downing Street, you know, and we were chatting. And then he made some casual reference to, he said, oh, I've just had to deal with something outside, I've just fired this advisor and thrown her out with... I thought he was joking, but actually he really had done it, and that was the evening when he found some young advisor to Philip Hammond, who had been the chancellor. He, Dominic accused this girl of leaking. Oh God, I remember this Abraham. story. Yeah, yeah he, had, he it. had it thrown out. I mean, it's quite a big issue. But it was an example of how ruthless Dominic can be in pursuit of securing his political aims. So he's quite remarkable. As for all this furore, can he survive it? I'm not sure he can. I think the strength of public opinion against him, this idea that there's one rule for government and the others is taking root. So I'm very doubtful. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I think as the days go by and and the poll that we had in the mail today, I mean, it was just brilliant. It was, you know, Simon, you and I have been hacks for a long time. And one of the reasons that we're good at our jobs is, although of course you're much better at your job than I am. um, One of the reasons is that, that we have an unerring instinct for what people think. You know, it's just, it's driven by our kind of moral compass. It's driven by our experience. And right from the beginning, what that poll said today was exactly what I felt um, when the story broke. Um, it was unsustainable and, and there's no amount, and it, it only made worse by his explanation in the Rose Garden. And I think also that the fact he just come out and said, look, my wife was really sick. I wasn't thinking clearly. I'm really sorry. I made a terrible mistake. And, you know, please forgive me, but, you know, I'm just, all I care about is getting us through this, this virus. If he'd said that, I think it would be a different story. But he's so arrogant. You know, again and again, he said, no, i never handed in my resignation. No, I have no intention of doing it. It's almost like he lives in a sort of parallel universe. You just sort of wonder yeah. if he's on the spectrum. He's got um, no emotional intelligence whatsoever. Well, he, 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 he
0: can be, certainly he doesn't suffer full fault that, that's for sure. And it was David Cameron who actually called um, Cummings a career sociopath, I think were the words <laughs> he, he, he's used. But also, I think, I mean, Dominic's always been a, a bit of a, um, a bohemian dresser, but I, I, I think he's getting more eccentric. I think the more he's in the public eye, because he turned up at Street a few days ago when this whole row kicked off. And he was dressed like some sort of American high school dropout kid with an orange <laughs> t shirt and blue kind of pants on. It was just extraordinary. I mean, Amanda, you're, you're much more you know, haute couture than what I am. What, That'd what, do, you, be true. what do you make of his, make of
1: um, his I, dress code? I think that's probably the only thing that he has in common with the majority of the population is that we've all become slut dressers. Um, you know, I, I am like the queen of couture. I go into the office, I've got fab clothes. I've got thousands of pounds worth of clothes upstairs. I've not got out of my sweaty beddies and my hippie t-shirts for three months now. I did try one of my dresses on the other day and I couldn't even get the zip up.
0: But I did notice that when, when, when Cummings on his press conference, he almost looked smart by his standards. He'd, he'd, had, he'd had a shave for the first time in years, he had a very clean white shirt on, he looked almost conventional. So I thought there, I thought there was just a slight uh, tone of contrition just in his appearance well, at the press well, conference, if not, know, if not the words he was using.
1: Uh, having been a former spin doctor and having had to tuck William Hague's shirt in on many of occasions, and on the occasions where, because he's colorblind, he was wearing a brown and a black shoe, having to tell him that actually he has got his shoes wrong. I just thought, why didn't someone just say, tuck your bloody shirt in, Dominic? I mean, he, even when he's trying to look reasonably nice, he had this big kind of hanging out white thing at the back. I think it's, I just think he doesn't care. I don't really think it's affected. Um, I, I think that he just doesn't care. And, and like most of us during this horrible time, well, you just care less. On
4: Sunday the 12th of April, 15 days after, I'd first, after I first displayed symptoms, I decided to return to work. My wife was very worried, particularly given my eyesight had seemed to seemed to have been affected by the disease. She did not want to risk a nearly 300 mile drive with our child, given how ill I had been. We agreed that we should go for a short drive to see if I could drive safely. We drove for roughly half an hour and ended up on the outskirts of Barnard Castle Town. We did not visit the castle. We did not walk around the town. We parked by a river. My wife and I discussed the situation. We agreed that I could drive safely. We should turn around, and go home. I felt a bit sick. We walked about 10 to 15 meters from the car to the, to the river bank nearby. We sat there for about 15 minutes. We had no interactions with anybody. I felt better. We returned to the car. An elderly gentleman walking nearby appeared to recognise me. My wife wished him Happy Easter from a distance, but we had no other interaction.
1: Is that not the most ridiculous excuse you've ever heard for breaking lockdown rules? Uh, It's like 30 minutes there and 30 minutes back and 15 minutes sitting on a park bench. Why didn't he just come clean and say he's going stir crazy like the rest of it? It was his wife's birthday and he wanted to get out of the house.
0: I know. I mean, I've heard some far-fetched excuses by public figures. I mean, the one that Cummings gave about having to test his eyesight on a trip to a (laughs) beauty spot, it reminded me, amongst others, of his boss, Boris Johnson. Do you remember what Johnson said when he was caught out visiting that blonde woman, Jennifer Arcuri, that he met as London Mayor and clearly had a bit of a thing with her? Asked about his visits to her flat. He said he'd gone there because he, quotes wanted to be hip and understand tech yeah right
1: (laughs) yeah Um, but he was the he's the only person who's ever learned about it while pole dancing
0: yeah also lots of people compared it to the prince andrew's car crash in interview on Newsnight when he was asked about one of his accusers virginia roberts who'd said that that she remembered how andrew was dripping with sweat while they were dancing in in a a nightclub andrew denied that saying it couldn't have been him because he had a peculiar condition that prevented (laughs) him from sweating after being shot at in the Falklands War. <laughs> I, think Dom, I think Dom's Barnard Castle excuse is going to go down in the pantheon of risible
1: but stories like those. Simon, isn't there a part of you, I mean, you've been around these advisers all your life, as have I. I mean, who was advising Dominic Cummings? Obviously, they, he was late for the press conference. Obviously, they pored over his statement. Why didn't somebody just say, hey, mate, that's, you're gonna, that's just not going to work?
0: I can give you. I can give you the answer to That it's because they're all scared of him, and I suspect that includes Boris. Do
1: you think some of them were almost wanting him to be hoisted on his own petard? Do you think? No, of no,
0: no, 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 no. I don't. I think they're. I think they're desperate to save Cummings because they know the value, They know the importance he is for, for Boris Johnson, and that's why they've broken every rule. Any, if this was a minister or an MP. He had been out days ago. He's yeah, not. Exactly. He, means, he means more than that.
1: Simon, did I imagine it or did the tetchy bedside manner of Health Secretary Matt Hancock at that Downing Street COVID-19 briefing reveal the strain that the Cummings affair is having on relationships actually inside the government?
3: Will the government review all penalty fines imposed on families travelling for childcare purposes during lockdown? Thanks.
2: Well, uh, thank you, Martin. Um, the, um, that's a very good question. Um, And we do understand the impact and the need uh, for making sure that children get adequate childcare. Uh, That is one of the uh, significant concerns that we've had all the way through this. And so I think, especially uh, coming from a a man of the cloth, I think that is perfectly reasonable to take away that question. I'll have to talk to my Treasury colleagues before I can answer it in full. Uh, and uh, we'll look at it, and I, if we can get your, uh, your, your details, we'll make sure that we write to you with a full answer and um, make an announcement from this podium. I think we can make that uh, commitment. Thank you, Martin.
0: Well, it was a minor jaw-dropping moment, that. I mean, that, that Hancock actually responded to one of the members of the public's questions and said, yeah, we'll consider that. And it was this question by the Reverend Martin Poole, said, well, why don't you scrap any fines that have been imposed on parents, other parents, who've got into trouble with the law for driving to seek childcare, like Dominic Cummings did. And amazingly, Hancock said, yeah, that's quite a good idea. We'll consider that. Now, you do not do things, things like that, at live Downing Street press conferences. And within minutes, it was slapped down by the Treasury. And I can't help thinking that was Hancock trying to get his own back on Downing Street. There's been Downing Street briefings against him for his supposed mistakes. I reckon he was bloody furious to be put up there, having to defend Cummings, and thought, well, get a load of this. let's let's, Let's put a bit of fire back your way. I mean, I thought it was remarkable.
1: I think also there's been a lot of briefing against Matt Hancock, and mm. um, and the narrative seems to be that when um, when this is all over and the inquisition begins, um, he will be the first head to go. So he's probably thinking, you know, I've done everything I could do to get this country out of this of this terrible crisis, and yet we've got Dominic Cummings, who is the mastermind of it all, who's who's literally detonated a bomb in the middle of the whole strategy. And why should I be the fault guy when he's not even prepared to apologize, let alone resign? And I think we're increasingly going to see more of the ministers, the the cabinet ministers that are put up. And Simon, they look damn awkward at the moment. So, I mean, you looked at that interview on the Mars show with Grant Shapps and he just looked. He looked like a ventriloquist doll, as though he had someone's arm up his back. And he said, I'm not aware of that fact. I can't answer to that when he was asked, you know, he was doing all of the interviews all of Sunday, and he said, and then when he was asked by Andrew Marr, did you speak to Dominic Cummings before you were put out to do all these interviews? And he said, no. Now, you see, he shouldn't have said that, and then he added at the end of it, he said, but we have been in contact. Now, if they were all in this together, he would have said, yes, we've been in contact. He didn't, you know, they're furious. You can see they're absolutely furious. That are carrying the can for Boris's boy.
0: James Johnson runs the JL Partners polling company, which carried out a survey for the Daily Mail on the public's reaction to the row over Cummings. James, who's worked inside number 10 as a pollster for Theresa May, says he was shocked by the results. It showed 66% of people and 55% of Conservatives think Cummings should resign. It also shows that most voters barely believe a word of what Cummings or Boris Johnson said on the matter james this is a pretty astonishing poll have you seen figures
2: like this before so not for a very very long time and i think you know i've, I've done lots of polls both at number 10 both both uh, and since and it's very rare to see something where the public are so united um, and so, sort of adamant um, on this poll that Dominic Cummings should resign, um, that he broke the lockdown rules, and that he's not telling the truth. It's quite rare to see figures that clear. Um, I think the last time something like this uh, uh, showed sort of such support in terms of political issues was the expenses scandal in two thousand and nine. Um, wow, I don't think it's, so big,
0: it's as big as that? Is it?
2: Yeah, so so I was just looking back this morning. So, you know, in two thousand nine, um, you know, twenty percent of people said they trusted their MPs uh, to tell to tell the truth. Um, and obviously we've seen in our poll that for Dominic Cummings that's seventeen percent. So, you know, it's 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 that, that is the last one I can see in political terms of a scandal from Westminster as big as this that has seen such unanimous support. And I think one of the things that struck me about
0: your poll is that it's not it's not just the general public who are cross about this this but it's the surprising number of conservative supporters who feel that What, what 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 why is that
2: yeah you're absolutely right and you know for example you know we're seeing 55 percent of conservative voters saying he should resign um we're seeing 74 percent of conservative voters saying he should break the lockdown rules i think what this really shows is that it's not a sort of issue where people will be tribal linked to their party i mean certainly going into doing this poll i was expecting the labor voters to say one thing the conservative voters to say something else actually what we're seeing is that i think party doesn't really matter when it comes to this question and i think voters are actually saying, you know what? This isn't a conservative issue. This isn't a Labour issue. This isn't about politics. This is just something that I'm angry about and want to see want to see dealt with. So I think you know, party has receded in people's minds when it comes to this issue.
0: And you mentioned Labour voters because one of the aspects of your poll is that it showed that when you ask people, does this show that the the, the Boris Johnson's government acts as though there's one rule for them and another rule for everyone else? It, it's the Labour voters, it's the people in the so-called red wall that backed Boris in the North and Midlands in the election who feel this most strongly, isn't it?
2: Yeah so um in polling terms we call them C1 C2 voters and what that means yeah. is it's basically sort of working class voters who tend to be uh in those areas that Boris Johnson won in December and they're particularly um frustrated by this now that will you know be be ringing alarm bells Why you know, should, why does it upset
0: them more than
2: most well, it's interesting in, in work I've done with those uh, groups before, and indeed, one of the many reasons they voted conservative in December is they really talk about fairness a lot more, and that runs through a lot more what they do. So, whether that's um, you know people uh, claiming benefits when they think they when they think uh, you know they perhaps uh, shouldn't be, whether it's concerns about low skilled immigration, whether it's concerns about uh, richer richer companies not paying tax. The main sort of theme for those voters is, you know, fairness. And, you know, those things aren't fair. I work hard every day. I put, I put in, I play by the rules and I don't get rewarded as much as these other groups are. We may be yeah. seeing that tap into that feeling here as well. You've worked as a pollster inside 10 Downing
0: Street. What will their reaction be to this, James? Will they be worried?
2: So, I think they'll be. I mean, they'll certainly have seen you know this poll. They'll certainly have seen the other polls that have been been ran as well. Um, They'll also have their own private polling, of course. So, uh, So they'll be getting
0: this information separately.
2: Yeah, so they'll be running polls. Um, I don't know exactly how how they do it, but you know they'll be getting you know data back as well on this sort of thing. Now, it's difficult because you know in terms of you know the advice that's probably been given, it's clearly a, a clear cut picture. Um, I suppose what they're doing is they're balancing that up against other issues. You know, like what do the MPs think? You know, how much do they want to actually keep him? So um, I think that they will be right. But the key thing is is what this means to the MPs, I think, and the Conservative mm-hmm. Party as a whole, because I think they're the people who. Will Will really quite spooked by this
0: now, James. If you were the pollster in number ten now, and you'd done this poll for the Prime Minister Boris Johnson, would you be going to him and say, "Look, Minister, I know you want to stick with Dominic Cummings, but I have to tell you, opposition to this from from the public and from your own supporters is enormous, and I think you're going to have to get shot of him."
2: Well, I mean, uh, every advisor in Number Ten in their sort of particular area just sort of uh, gives their gives their view, and then the sort of the conversation about whether someone should resign is probably uh, with the PM and their and their chief of staff. Obviously, in this case, the chief of staff is Dominic Cummings, so it's a little I bit different.
0: Uh, I think you've just, chick- just chicken out of answering that question. Would you tell <laughs> Boris
2: Johnson to get rid of Dominic Cummings or not, James? Come on. <laughs> well, look, it's pretty clear that from the party ratings on this, uh, what I would be saying is, you know, this is a massive problem for the Conservative Party, and. And, you know, in January, more people thought Labour was out of touch than the Conservatives. That has completely reversed, and now people say the Conservatives are out of touch. I'd be saying, you know, based on what we've done... It's pretty clear that this is not just a bubble issue. It's pretty clear that even if the public think it's annoyed, think, think they're annoyed, they also think it's changing their views of the Conservative Party. I'd be saying that's a pretty serious problem and something needs to happen.
0: Well, there you have James Johnson saying that this, this Cummings affair has provoked a bigger public backlash than anything since the MP scandal in 2009. And it's, it's hard to disagree with him, isn't it, Amanda?
1: So, I mean, it's devastating. And to see that you know we're in a situation where the Labour's more trusted than the Tory party is to have hemorrhaged that incredible feeling of goodwill towards Boris, him talking about uniting the country, you know, him winning all those voters up north. And they're the ones are turning against him because as James Johnson said, they have a really acute sense of fairness. And this plays into all of the terrible negatives about the Tories, that they're posh privileged people who don't give a damn about ordinary folk.
0: One of the aspects of this poll was that People feel an overwhelming number of people say that because Dominic Cummings has ignored the lockdown rules, that they feel that they're more inclined to ignore the lockdown rules as well. Will that apply to you, Amanda? Are you are law abiding.
1: <laughs> I, I was Simon. I've been stuck in this place now for more than three months because I had to pull out early, um, due to illness, and 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 I've really done the right thing and it has been really really hard and then on monday evening i was watching dominic cummings in the rose garden and i like 68% of people according to that poll just thought damn it if it's good enough for you you clearly don't think it's dangerous i phoned out my stepson max whom he i said adored. let's
0: drive to barnard
1: castle no no he only lives half a mile away but my instinctive reaction my immediate reaction which i acted upon was I haven't seen my stepson, whom I totally adore. I haven't seen Max for, except for once on the Heath. I haven't seen him. I haven't sat down with him. I haven't talked to him for more than three months. And I just thought, damn it. I got in my car. I was a bit worried about my eyesight. So I thought maybe the only way to test that my eyes were okay was to drive to his house. And then we had a lovely barbecue and we spent the evening together just sitting outside socially distance all the rest of it. But, you know, if someone like me, who's a lifelong conservative, who follows the rules, had that reaction, I'm not surprised that 68% of people did as well. And I don't blame them, and I'm seeing it all around me. Dominic Cummings, by his action, has blown a hole into the government's strategy for keeping people at home and keeping them being sensible.
0: Andrew Bridgen is one of the few Tory MPs who has defended Cummings. Bridgen says Cummings is a dedicated public servant and it will be a dark day for democracy if he is, to use Bridgen's words, hounded out in a witch hunt. Bridgian says many of those gunning for Cummings simply want revenge for the way he masterminded the Brexit campaign in the EU referendum. Andrew, what do you make of this row over Dominic Cummings? Do you think he'll have to resign or do you think the the revolt by Tory MPs is is out of order?
3: Well, I hope he doesn't have to resign, but I think it's quite feasible that uh, the ongoing debacle over this may result in in him having to resign. And I think if he does, that would be a dark day for our democracy. Ultimately, Cummings is is not an elected official. He's an appointment at the discretion of the prime minister, and he'll serve as long as the prime minister wants him. The prime minister has made a decision, and privy to more of the facts than probably any of us, that in the balance, whatever he's done he's worth keeping on for the value to the government of the country. That's the prime minister's decision. And if the, the prime minister, clearly, if, if the public don't agree with that, then as an elected official, um, there is a price, a political price to pay for that. That's politics. But what we're actually seeing is, in my view, a media and establishment witch hunt against a, a man who's, he's, he's a rebel, he's a disruptor. He's not someone I can ever
0: have ever had a conversation with. Before Before we go into Cummings, you you say media campaign, but 40 Conservative MPs, your colleagues, have called on Cummings to go. What's going on there? Well, they will have had interactions
3: with Cummings, as I have, and it's uncomfortable. He's uh, he's someone who, I would suggest, makes people feel uncomfortable. He's a disruptor. Um, He doesn't suffer fools, does he? he doesn't suffer fools gladly he lacks interpersonal skills uh, i would say or doesn't observe the nuances of uh, of of rubbing along with people that's not not his way uh, he's someone who who sets out on a path and 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 goes off to achieve it and he he will have rubbed people up up the wrong way there are people in the brexit camp who he upsets the way that the leave campaign vote leave got the nomination for, as the official um, campaign for leave uh, he put people's nose out of joints there there's a lot of payback out there he's not someone who's made political friends you know in politics they say things like you know if you want a friend in politics get yourself a dog well and cummings even kicks the dog
0: do you think these tory MPs are perhaps forgotten of a contribution he's made both in masterminding the Brexit campaign and in and in many ways in masterminding Boris Johnson's election victory
3: i think they i think they do um whether that is material now i'm not sure but i mean i think some of my colleagues are under the misapprehension that if they throw things to the walls the walls are to go away in my experience i don't think that's the case i think you know, if you feed the monster, it gets bigger and it's going to come back for more.
0: Andrew, what do you mean by that? Do you mean they'll they'll target more people in Downing Street or ministers or what? We've seen briefings against
3: ministers from the civil service. We saw the campaign against Priti Patel a few weeks ago. Um, I think they see Cummings as obviously crucial to the government delivering on its manifesto pledges. If they can get rid of Cummings, uh, that will weaken the Prime Minister, that weakens Brexit. I'm, I'm, I'm delighted that uh, uh, Mr Frost, our negotiator, has held the line and it's it's likely the EU are going to have to move in our direction, both on the level playing field and access to our fishing grounds. So I don't think that line would have been held as firmly uh, with the commensurate Success that I believe we're going to get without the presence of Dominic Cummings at the very centre of this government, and ultimately, it's about who is elected to run the company, uh, the country. Dominic Cummings is not elected. The prime minister is elected. The MPs are elected. MPs decide the policy. Advisors advise, and elected ministers decide. And one of the things that the Prime Minister decides is who his advisers are. What we're actually seeing now is is trial by, by media uh, of Dominic Cummings. Um, he's got plenty of enemies out there in the press, in the Conservative Party. He's not a member of the Conservative Party. He didn't join the Conservative Party. Um, he's someone who, I think, although I have no personal relationship with him, uh, and I find difficult to deal with. I think he's a very dedicated public servant. Um, and that's why I was willing to stand up and say this is not right. Um, and I think he's the thin end of a very destructive wedge uh, if he's forced out of office, if the prime minister wants to keep
0: him. That was a very good pen portrait of Cummings by Bridgen actually, particularly the line where he said that there's a saying that if you're in politics, if you want a friend, get a dog. Dominic Cummings would kick the dog. And the Um, word he uses disruptor, (laughs) puts noses out of joint, doesn't suffer fools gladly, has no interpersonal skills. (laughs) I mean, you wouldn't want to meet him in a dark corridor, would you, Amanda?
1: He's quite scary. But Simon, you and I have seen a lot of scary people in similar roles to him. Alistair Campbell, (laughs) Peter Manderson under the Tony Blair government. Those guys were really scary. And what happened to both of them when they, they made catastrophic mistakes they got booted out and it really really riles me that bridgen says this is a trial by media read the papers sweetheart this is a trial by the public and the Mm. public is saying we are appalled by what Cummings has done. We're appalled by the double standards, and we've, we're losing faith in the Tory party. It's not just the
0: public, it was because it's, it's 40 Tory MPs. It took quite a while to find a, a Tory MP to speak up for Cummings. <laughs> and <laughs> uh, there's 40 of them, including a ministers resigned, I think the former Chief Whitmar Mark There's 40 Tory MPs, of course, said he must go. Now, that is pretty unusual, to have a revolt like that. And it's all wings of the party. And I think they've got a real problem there, and the the Labour vote is going up. You can see it creeping
1: up. That's the really worrying thing. And Keir Starmer doesn't even have to do anything. He's probably in his back garden mowing his lawn right now. You know, he well, doesn't about- need to do squadly dit. Well, it's
0: funny or you mention squiggly dot or whatever that is. <laughs> Yeah, Okay. Well, we'll, we'll (laughs) obviously there'll be a lot of editing before this goes out.
1: Yeah, that's after they've edited
0: you. Talking of Keir Starmer, Amanda, as you know, politics is a game of swings roundabouts. And Boris's worst nightmare over Cummings is a sweet dream
4: for another man. Yes, him. This was a huge test of the Prime Minister and he's just failed that test. He hasn't sacked Dominic Cummings. He hasn't called for an investigation and he's treating the British public with contempt. Millions of people across the country have made the most agonising choices not to visit relatives, some of whom were ill, dying not to go to funerals. They deserve better answers than they got from the Prime Minister today. That's not a reasonable interpretation of the rules and the Prime Minister knows it. And millions of people have not done the same. That's why this is such an important issue. Millions haven't done that and he has done it. One rule for the Prime Minister's advisers, another rule for everybody else. If I were Prime Minister, I'd have sat Cummings. And there must now be an investigation into what has happened. But that's what I'd have done.
0: Well, Amanda, I've never heard Keir Stumble quite so fired up. So, someone described him memorably recently when he speaks, as though he speaks like a man who's wearing a snorkel. Well, he's ripped the snorkel off um, because he's, um, he, he feels really energised. And I think this is a gift to him, isn't it, and the Labour Party.
1: There's nothing that energises or makes a politician rise to the occasion more than seeing your opposition bleeding in the street and and boris is literally bleeding he's bleeding authority he's bleeding support from the public who could have thought simon that you know keir starmer who you know i used to describe him as the man who, who irons his own underpants well you know he's just sort of he's got this fantastic opportunity now with boris just sinking and sinking looking worse and worse and please will someone stop him from going out jogging you know, he looks, like, he looks like an old bloke is about to kill over. And, you know, we need a sense of authority from our Prime Minister. And Keir Starmer, he sniffs, he smells blood. But, you know, for someone like me, I am a conservative. It makes me want to weep. Cummings has to go. He has to be just gotten rid of. He is toxic at the heart of... The Conservative Party now.
0: Well, and Amanda, I, I put money on the fact that Dominic Cummings certainly does not own his underpants or anything. <laughs> else. The, the political point I was going to make is that the poll shows that, um, for years under Corbyn, Labour was seen as being massively out of touch with public opinion. Now, in an in an instant, this whole affair has reversed that, and the polls now show. The Tories are a party that is way out of touch and and the Keir Starmer's personal ratings are pretty much very, very close behind Boris Johnson
1: on this. It's an extraordinary turnaround. And Simon, one of the things you think, this has all basically happened over a weekend, right? Uh, yeah. I know we're Wednesday now, but it's basically the bomb was dropped. But... If someone if it hadn't been for a nosy neighbor and because we do live in the land of, of neighbors dobbing people in at the moment if it hadn't been for a, a, a nosy neighbor who reported his movements we would never have known about this Because mm. Boris clearly had no intention of telling us even though he's known about it for what two months now
0: mm. can I just point out I saw someone just peering through your neck curtains five minutes ago
1: <laughs> Onto your favourite bit, topical tunes. And now that I am allowed to suggest one as well, uh, I was originally going to do, you know, that canned heat song on the road again, which is Yeah, love it. Absolutely fantastic. Bob Hyde,
0: love him. Bob Hyde, the great big bear singer. Love he's
1: it. fantastic. But my singing instructor said that it was a little beyond me at the moment, and mm. he suggested another one, which he thought more befitted my vocal capacity. So here it is. The long and winding 260-mile road that leads to my parents' Durham door. What do you think? Has my well, voice I improved?
0: Th- <laughs> I think if we put it one of those scramble machines, it could come out quite well. <laughs> come on, bit of
1: encouragement. It's getting better. What have you got?
0: Okay, topical two this week is a song by Talking Heads, "The Road to Nowhere." Of course, fantastic. Um, Talking Heads, a bit of an avant-garde, new wave band. I know you're into avant-garde, and new wave. Band. <laughs> I can't even spell and, it, Simon. And listen, and the, and the lyrics, the lyrics are so apt. We know where we're going, but we don't know where we've been, and we know what we're knowing, but we can't say what we've seen. And I think <laughs> that's the conversation that might have taken place in the coming household. <laughs> we've got time for this week. Don't forget you'll be able to listen back to this and all our other Mail Plus radio podcasts at mailplus.co.uk or via Spotify and Apple Podcasts.
1: Hold on Simon, I can't get it on my my, uh, hold on Um, hold on, I'm getting there Um, maybe I should just add Libbit. no, wait a minute. It's quite
0: complicated Uh, you've got to say join us next week for more political chat. (laughs) Okay (laughs) join us next week for more
1: political chat.
0: But for now, that's all from me, Simon Walters,
1: and from me, Amanda Platel.
0: One, two, three.
1: Good. <laughs> goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.